1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonalds. It was only a, a few days ago that we spoke, Damon. We were on Wrestling Omakaze with the great John Carroll and Rich Craich and Joe Lancer from the Voices Wrestling flagship reviewing the New Japan, New Japan's 2020. I've started off plugging someone else's podcast. This is <laughs> remarkable stuff. But very heated episodes, Damon. Um, obviously we've we've had our differences in opinion. Over the booking in New Japan with the the flagship boys, it did get very ugly at the end, there, didn't it? I mean, personally, I think Rich inciting my family and, and Joe berating you and reducing you to tears was going a bit too far.
0: I think so. I was. Uh, I, I I need uh, I need professional help at this point to get over that uh, that verbal beatdown. No, of course not. We're just kidding, of course. Um, that was a fun show. I really enjoyed it. Um, I look. I like. There are times where I just like I just don't want to talk about pro wrestling, you know what I mean like like I do it two hours a week and um that's good for me that gets it out of out of me but um, I was actually looking forward to it uh shocking and then um uh, actually having it happen was uh one it was quite a, a miracle in and itself from the scheduling department right and then I don't know, I just think that all of us have a real nice chemistry and a nice uh, and it's hard to do because you have you have lots of personalities and lots of opinions and uh, a little bit of ego <laughs> in there as well, right? So it's you know everybody wants to get to get their shit in. It's like a wrestling match almost. Um, and John's got a referee that. Um, but if you uh, haven't already, I don't know when it's going to be released. Probably soon. Um, be either a on the lookout for it um, or um, get on it. Because uh, I think it's a fun, interesting, uh, thought-provoking pro-wrestling, New Japan pro-wrestling, deep dive in 2020. um, And you may not like the opinions. You may disagree with the opinions. You may agree. But I think it's going to get you something juiced up, fired up for some boring holidays where you'll probably be sitting alone. Hey, why not listen to some pro-wrestling experts, huh? Right? Huh? Why not listen to the best, the all-star team of podcasts uh, get in on New Japan Pro Wrestling? And um, I think it's a, a real solid uh, couple of hours that you'll have listening to us uh, blabber on about New Japan.
1: Yeah, it's really high-level, thoughtful uh, debate and discussion there. And I was talking about this with Rich, just putting back the curtains a bit, that this year, the products were so divisive that sometimes you get bogged down in these these silly little, you know, the, the differences of opinion that when you take a step back and think about, it, you know, at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of nerds arguing about Japanese pro wrestling. But when you have put as much time and effort into covering a product like New Japan as we do, and then you see other people, other voices that you, you look up to and you respect their opinions and you see them criticising this thing that you spent so much time covering, it's hard not to it, it sounds really weird saying it but take it a bit personally which is is ridiculous saying that out loud because you know we don't book the product, it's got nothing to do with us, we just talk about it but you, you kind of feel that instinct that you have to kind of defend the products but you know not, not in a disingenuous way, if, if we think something's bad we say it's bad but do you see what I'm saying here? You get that bit of tribalism, and then you know, you little digs at each other on Twitter or Discord or whatever. And uh, at the end of the day, you just have to t- take a step back and realize that. Well, one, when you talk about these things, uh, you know, audi- or- or- orally. You is can that do the it. I'm looking for. I was going to say face to face, but it's not face to face, is it? If you're doing it over. If we turn on our camera,
0: if we turn on our camera, it wouldn't.
1: Have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it was definitely an interesting episode I think the listeners will enjoy it a lot
0: I liked it a lot I really did and um you know even even with us it's you know sometimes you kind of know the take that Joel's going to take and you know the take that Damon's going to take and you kind of but then you, you throw in a little you know a little mix of other opinions and you know sometimes it makes you think a little bit differently and sometimes it makes you see things that maybe you didn't see before or um or recognize something so Um, again, to me, I think it's a must listen. If I were a fan of new Japan pro wrestling and I, um, you know, didn't do this podcast, I think I would, I would be salivating at the thought of it. So, um, I, again, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I think it was really good. Um, some surprises in there, some surprise opinions and, uh, and I, I just think, we all have very good chemistry, I think. And that's hard to do, especially with five personalities um, all trying to get their shit in.
1: But more importantly, it's, uh, it's the holiday season. This is going to be our last episode before Christmas. So if you're celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you and your loved ones are doing over the break. Uh, I've got my little festive drink here. I say it's a festive drink. It's a, a cream soda flavored Pepsi Max, which has no connection to Christmas whatsoever, but it is very nice. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the holidays.
0: Me too. Um, it's going to be a little bit different, as as with everything. As with everything. Um, usually we go down to Baltimore and see our good friend Gabby and her family, and we uh, do a real festive uh, Christmas Eve. It's really just such a... It's one of my favorite days. If, if I talked about Wrestle Kingdom last year being... Uh, you know, one of my favorite days of the year, Christmas Eve, is one. Unfortunately, that is uh, on hold, so we will be uh, at home. But I did get the I did get the uh, the tenderloin, Joel. Just FYI, it's 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 sitting in the fridge right now, uh, and it is ready to go. So beef Wellington for Christmas Eve. We'll see how, uh, how we'll see how we make
1: out there. Well, we have got plenty to talk about with New Japan this week. Uh, a few little n- news tidbits here. We've got a Stardom match also announced with Wrestle Kingdom, just like last year. Do you expect this one to be a world? Obviously, the last one wasn't because of the you know, the political conflict between uh, the two products, New Japan and Stardom, being owned by rival TV networks. Uh, so do you think we're going to see that one making tape? And are you surprised that we didn't see more collaboration between New Japan and Stardom in 2020?
0: Um, a little bit. I th- you know again I, I think when you talk about thinking outside the box this was the year that the company at least it felt like it from a booking perspective that they were willing to take those risks. Um, do I know one hundred percent if there, if the stardom match will be aired? I don't. Um, I would I would lean toward I would lean toward probably not um, because of those TV. Deals, but um, don't, don't, you know, don't be surprised if you do see it. Um, I just haven't heard anything either way. Uh, d- do we even know the match yet? No, I don't. Okay, all right. What are, you, what are we expecting? Tags,
1: yeah, multi person tag match. I mm-hmm. Expect
0: that wasn't bad last year. They, I mean, they gave them five minutes, and I think they went out there and tore down the house. Um, so, I mean, it'll be good. Whoever the, whoever, whoever they decide to put in the dome, they're going to have their working boots on, and they're going to want to impress, and they're going to want to turn some heads. So, um, I, I hope it does get aired. I hope they're able to work that out again, 2020. Um, yeah, I think everybody would, would listen, nobody's going to fucking be like, what the hell is this? If you are, it'll be good. Relax. Um, And the people that want to see it will be excited to see it. Will be happy to see it. To be thrilled to see it. So, um, you know, I just see it. Honestly, I just see it a a bunch of fucking suits holding it up. And everyone else kind of like, okay, we we do want this. No. I can't have a mid-card pro wrestler being a tag match because they are on my TV that nobody watches. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like what the fuck? Just put it over the hell on. Who cares? No one cares about
1: that. Fucking.
0: You know what? No, but I don't. No, it
1: would benefit them, wouldn't it, to yes! allow that to be seen by all the subscribers of New Japan World? Well, so it seems like a cutting your nose off to spite your face situation. But the the complex world of um, Japanese. TV station politics is not one I'm authorized to speak about, so there you go.
0: I am. I, I am. I'm, I'm absolutely... I'm an expert. I did my college thesis on it. I did not. All right. Uh, what else we got, Joel? By the way, I do have breaking news. Yep. You want, you want my breaking news? Let's hear it. All right. I'm just going to give you a quote. I'm just going to give you a quote. People can piece together what this means, but I'm just going to give you a quote from a text I just received At 6.17 a.m. on the East Coast. I was afraid you'd never ask. Laughing emoji. Of course, I would love to. Let me know when. I'm very free. Next week. Hmm. Hmm. What could that mean, Joel Abraham?
1: Another little festive treat for our listeners. And actually, the idea for that, we we need to thank... Boost Vaporeon. Thank thank Nicole for that because she uh, is the one who's been well nudging, nudging us for for it to happen. Gave me a little reminder. Hey, don't forget about this thing.
0: Here's the thing. It's not like a yeah. I know. It's one of those things where it's just like every, the the year snuck up on us, and I kind of forgot and, until you reminded me. And then I was like, ah, oh, all right, yeah, we got it. I mean, it's always a that, you know. I'm starting to spoil things a little bit, but uh yeah. So, just know that uh, we're working behind the scenes for all of our listeners. So, we'll have a nice little treat before the end of the year. Something that maybe tastes a bit familiar, but tastes absolutely delicious. So, uh, we're looking forward to that.
1: Let's have a little chat about some possible incoming Wrestle Kingdom matches that have yet to be confirmed. But we have some Road to Korakuen shows happening at the moment. There's nothing... Must see from what I've glanced at. I can't say I've been watching them religiously. But a bit of news trickling through about possible matches that will be announced. A US, IWGP US briefcase (coughs) defence. It appears that Juice Robinson will be challenging Kenta. So I expect we'll see Juice versus Kenta. Probably night one. The reason I say night one is something that has been... Well, I've, I've worked myself into it. I've convinced myself about this, Damon. I'll, I'll frame it as a question from Mix or Says At this point, does anyone believe Moxley is not showing up at the Dome? Assuming he does, are you guys yay or nay on that experience? And PS, do you feel like if we don't see Renee on camera, assuming that she's in attendance, would you feel like that is a failure on someone in New Japan's part? So let's just stick with this idea of John Moxley because I, I've convinced myself, Damon, that he will be appearing. I um, just... They won't shut up about him. Every time Kenta is in front of a camera, he's just Moxley, 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 and even Juice as well. And New Japan are promoting that, you know, there's there's graphics all over their social media, all I want for Christmas is Mox. I don't think they would be doing that if there wasn't a real chance of him appearing. So I'm totally convinced myself that uh, January 4th, after that Kenta Juice match is finished, Mox is going to be jumping in the ring to challenge uh, whoever the winner is of that match. Do you feel the same way? I do
0: for all the reasons that you just said. I mean, usually silence is is the key. Um but but I you know, I just right now he's freed up from AEW obligations in the sense of he's not their champion anymore. And he you know, he doesn't have to be on AEW TV. It's really about him and if he wants to sit in a fucking hotel room for seven days or 14 days or however long it is, um, that's really it. Um, and if he can bring his lovely wife along with him, um, I mean, I, that would be key for me. If I had to spend 14 days in quarantine or whatever days it is, um, in a, in a, uh, Japanese hotel room or wherever they stay, that doesn't sound like fun. Um, but. But he's the kind of guy that would do something like that, though. Um, I'm—I don't even think I'm 50-50. I think I'm—I'll go 70-30 that he's there. I think he's there right now. What do you think of that? I think he's there. I and 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 here's the thing: everybody that we ask, and we have asked, let let that be known. We have asked. We have done our journalistic duties. We've gotten a couple. I don't knows. We've gotten. Uh, we've gotten a flat out no. Uh, what else do we get? Do we get anything else? That's it. That's really about it, right? I don't think so. Is an I and knows,
1: right? He's there. Yes, that's that's correct. My you take. My silence is agreement and confirmation. We've we've heard nothing.
0: Right. We've heard nothing exactly. All right, so, yeah, I mean, that's a good scenario if, if, if that does happen. If it doesn't happen, don't blame us. But it just we're just trying to fucking – we see dots. We do see dots. So when we see dots, we like to draw lines. So
1: let's see if they connect. Other match I'm expecting to be announced very soon is the IWGP Junior Tag Championship defense with Desperado and Kanemaru defending against Master Huato. And Ryusuke Toguchi. I would expect this uh, to be on night two because night one, I believe, already has the tag match, the heavyweight tag match with GOD and Dangerous Tekkers. So is that uh, a match that interests and excites you, Damon? Hmm. I will say this, actually. It, it's, it's been a long time since Toguchi has been given a proper Wrestle Kingdom match uh, like a, uh, involving a championship. He so pinned I Liger. Think- Remember? Yeah. Remember me? remember <laughs> I know, but I, me but a
0: title match. A title match. It, but... Okay. Because, uh, you know, remember me just, just, the, the, uh... Da, 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 <laughs> oh, I just, I wanted the, I wanted the Tokyo Dome to implode on itself. Uh, I couldn't believe it.
1: I so mad. You were so upset, you immediately lost consciousness.
0: <laughs> Not immediately. It was a little bit shortly after, but it wasn't immediately. Uh, you love kicking me in a ball for that one. Oh. I that wasn't a good look. I, I get it. I get it. I the last thing I do vividly remember is is uh at mox. No, was it mox and archer? I remember archer coming out, and then I remember yes,
1: so. my own memory of the event is somewhat spotty, but
0: yeah. <laughs> and then I do remember you elbowing me in the ribs and being like, Yo, Osprey and Robo are coming, and then no, I don't really remember much of that. And then uh, I remember Okada's entrance and maybe like the last five minutes.
1: <laughs> Which, funnily enough, that's everyone else's recollection of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Popular opinions, to be to be believed, absolutely nothing happened in the first 20 minutes of it. So you, you didn't miss anything. You're, you're good, Damon. Um, yeah. no, oh, I, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to no, break it's, your balls over that. No, but, it's, uh, good. it's good. Yeah, junior, there... junior tag match. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah. Um... Well, I think we all knew this was, was, was due. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think it'll be a bad match. Um, I don't think it'll be a bad match at all. Uh, Taguchi can go. Uh, I think, again, I hate to bring up Watto being the, the wild card here, but if Watto just stays out of his own way, and hits a couple hot moves you know that's all we need from him. we don't need him to carry a, you know to be in a fucking 20 minute singles match get in and get out no no know, know your limitations just get in and get out um and let you know everybody else do the heavy lifting that, that could be a good match that could be a, that could be a good match I think I'm looking forward to it
1: And this is just a little bit of speculation on my part. I suspect we will see a never-openweight six-man gauntlet match. Probably night one, if I had to guess. Mm. Maybe some teams that we could see. Obviously, the champions, Ishii Goto, Yoshihashi. Other teams we might see, maybe Suzuki, Desperado, or Doki. Sanada, Shingo, Bushi. Chase Owens, Fale, Yujiro. Maybe Makabe, Yano, Sho. I'm just throwing a few potential names out there. But uh, I always enjoy the... Never six-man corners. It's a way to crowbar everyone else onto the card. So, um, yeah, I will be excited if that happens because I've always got a soft spot for those matches.
0: You know, after the year the Suzuki's had, are you a little disappointed that something, they don't have anything for the Porter guy? They're going to stick him in a fucking three-minute gauntlet
1: match? Well, funny you should say that. I don't know how much to read into this, but he has been challenged by someone in the backstage Oh. Interviews for these Korakwin shows. Oh. Someone has challenged him to a singles match at Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Okay. Is it somebody we know? Mm hmm.
1: Okay. It is. Is it someone.
0: You want to guess? <laughs> should I want I to I, I guess. Right, just...
1: so I got to guess. I'll give you three guesses then.
0: All right. So it's, it's not anybody he's, he's been in a program with this year, correct? Correct. Okay. So it's a new, fresh face. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, he
1: has been challenged by... I mean, you almost nailed it with a new fresh face thing. Uh-oh. Oh?
0: Oh? Oh. Like, new as in... I've come back to New Japan Pro Wrestling? New?
1: No. New as in... Well, if I say any more, it'll give it away. Give it away. Nobody cares about me. Yuya Uemura. Hmm
0: a singles match what do, you
1: think that, yeah, what do you think are the chances of that happening a young lion getting a singles match with Minoru Suzuki I mean you know they, they, we can't read too much into these backstage things because often people just try and spin their own angles to drop a bit of interest but what's what's your thoughts is there oh. no smoke without fire or do you think this is wishful thinking <sighs> I Think I don't know, but I'm I'm intrigued. Oh, sorry, they, they have done it before actually. Uh, at Dominion, if you recall, there was Shota Umano against John Moxley, which started this their whole little Where we uh, yeah. father son thing. So yeah. there is a, a precedence for having young lines in singles matches on big shows, but having a young line in a singles match at the Tokyo Dome, that's a different matter, isn't it? Huh.
0: I'm I'm intrigued. Now if we're looking at traditional New Japan Pro Wrestling booking, the kid's getting squashed. He'll have some nice little fired-up spots, but Suzuki is gotch-pile driving him through the fucking mat.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Uemura was booked quite generously in Best of Super Juniors, and I know that's against juniors, but you know he's going, like, what, 15 minutes with the top guys in the division, you know, yeah. your Hiromus, your despies. So, do you think that might make you a bit more optimistic for, you know, obviously Uemba's not going to win, but it, if it does happen, it might not be the complete two-minute squash that we might otherwise think it would be.
0: Cause I would. I
1: think f- I think the company's really high on Uemba. Me too. That high, though? Like, could, like could be a way si- to, you know, send him off to excursion with a bang. Pin Suzuki at the Tokyo there. Dome high? Not, not pin him, but I mean... Have a, <laughs> a relatively competitive match with him.
0: Uh, he'll do that. I think that'll happen. It just won't be, this won't be fucking Road Warriors, Mulkey, Squash. Uh, do you think they have the balls and the guts to have him pin Suzuki? And again, we're speculating on a match that hasn't even been announced yet. But do you think they have the balls to do that? That would be Fire. I don't think The
1: balls balls to do what? Have
0: Make the match? No The match I'm not worried about To have Suzuki look at the fucking lights At the Tokyo Dome No No no, The balls to happen Alright Alright I'm looking for big moments here don't If they did though If they did Oh That's what I'm saying That place would light up That might be the pop of the fucking night To be truthful
1: Uh, And you know that That could spark off the Suzuki-gun Coup Gonna yeah. have Tai Chi going All right, Suzuki. That you lost to a young line. That's it. You're not fit to be in charge. Yeah. Of this promote this this unit anymore. Yeah, you lost. Maybe a step Suzuki off. might even end up not retiring. You know, they have got big big shows coming up um early in 2021. I am bit of speculation that we might get one or two people retiring. Who knows?
0: There is been speculation of him either leaving or retiring or for months, for years. It feels like. Um. Again, we we have just fantasy booked fucking a year's worth of, of of a program. Oh, yeah, we don't even have a match yet. We don't even have an official match yet. But if that does happen, I would be into it. I would be – they're going to make that match competitive. And, uh, boy, if they had the balls to pull – I mean, they, they won't do it. But if they had the balls to fucking do that, that would be I, – I promise you, that would be – That would be pop of the night. That would would make some fucking noise in a half-empty building.
1: And it would not be a random occurrence. I think there would be a lot of significance for that match being made, and it would make waves on both sides um, for the future of Yuyo Wemura and the future of Minoru Suzuki.
0: Yeah, you instantly made a star, though. You instantly made a star. And it's a guy who, okay, he's a young lion, but... Everybody's kind of penciled him in in three years of being, okay, he's going to be a fucking player. Um, mm. it's just, you know, all you're doing is hitting fast forward a little bit. I don't know. Do you hurt a guy, though, by doing that? Do you have to let him grow a little bit more? Or do you just fucking put his deep end of the pool, start swimming, kid?
1: He is, technically speaking, one of the... I don't want to say most accomplished wrestler. I don't know that would be wrong, but you know, c- compared to other promotions, you know, I think if he walks into a lot of other promotions, he is an ace right. straight away. You know, this is not a, a, a rookie who's still you know learning to run the ropes. This he's 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 ready. He's good to go. How's his hard camera? Can he find the hard camera? Can he stare at his hands? Can he cut promos on his opponents in the middle of matches? Send them back down to the dojo. Um, look, I'm in on it. I've
0: worked myself into a nice fucking froth over this, so uh, I'm I I I, I'd be into it. I think that like truth be told, we just we just booked one of the most exciting aspects of Wrestle Kingdom, and it hasn't even been. It's not even the ink is not even dry on the match yet, so. Uh, that's where we're at right now. So I'm in on it, though, Joel. I'm, I'm totally in on it if it happens.
1: Good use of Suzuki. Would you think, yeah, yeah. this is uh, yeah. an appropriate and intelligent way of utilizing the uh, a guy who can still go? still uh, you know, excellent wrestler. He's had a really good year, but obviously in the twilight of his career. Would you think, yeah, that's a great way to use him at Wrestle Kingdom?
0: 100% because here's the thing. Okay, so Suzuki gets the win. And. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you're right. You literally haven't moved. I'm sorry, I said literally, but you haven't moved uh, an inch. You haven't moved uh, in any direction. You're just okay. Suzuki got a win over a guy who technically you're supposed to get a win over. Next match, you forget about it. Ten seconds after it's done, with this, you've you've created a star. And and probably got the pop of the night, and now you got a future program of oh Suzuki's lost a step, and Suzuki Goon now looking at their leader like, well, what the fuck was that? Where what are you doing? What are, what's going on with you, Boog Man? And now you got. being a-
1: the, the person to propose that match to Suzuki? Right, Minori, sit down. We we've, right. we've got a match for you at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh yeah, it's, it's a big singles match, huh? <laughs> you're gonna be losing this one. Oh okay. Who's it against? Well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right, right. Uh, I like the way that when you do that, you do have a nice, you have a nice cadence uh, when you uh, when you do your little one-act plays. I love it. You should do more of them. Can you do more one-act plays, please? I love it.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely try and work
0: <laughs> a few in, in like, future. Like scenarios. I love it. Um, I, you know what, though? Here's the thing. I think Suzuki. I don't think he would be that upset with that. Like he would, I don't think he
1: would be. It and it might not even be his idea. No? Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely happening. <laughs> it's, it's official. visual. yo Ever is beating Minoru Suzuki clean in the middle of the ring. Right, in the, the sheet. Tokyo Dome. Yep. <laughs> what are we on? Ashton? Now that is confirmed. The- I think it was Suzuki's idea, and I think it's a good move.
0: Right, and I think that he. Uh, uh, went to uh New Japan and uh, had it all written out in a notebook and he gave it over he just he doesn't even he just like throws it down on the table Is like I got your Wrestle Kingdom
1: <laughs> and they're like no Minoru you, you were going to be in the title pitch we were going to no. have you and Jay and Naito and Ibushi Is like no it's fuck that worth. noise <laughs> it's not worth it this is what's happening <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh fuck us well look we Spent 20 minutes on something that by this time next week <laughs> it's Suzuki versus you
1: know, whatever, uh, man tag team match, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope it does okay, uh, another interesting thing, if you're ready to move on, Damon. Yeah. Uh, remember last week we were talking about the Tokyo Sports Awards, and I said that a shoe pro magazine is maybe a bit more of an accurate indicator for you know who's getting over and who the top stars of the company are, so they give their. MVP for all the Japanese wrestling promotions. Did you see who they awarded their New Japan MVP of the year to? I did not. Who who was that? It was Evil. I'm sorry. I thought you said Evil. You heard correct. Takaki Watanabe. Evil. Mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Most valuable player mm. for 2020. Hmm.
0: Well, I think that's a uh, shitty fucking pick. <laughs> um, most valuable player. Oh, I'm sorry, no, I would not. I would. Dis- I would disagree with that. I would disagree with that. How could you give him an envy? Like on what on what grounds that he won the title and held it for two months?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably a touch of kayfabe to this. Okay. But um All right. listen. Well, there you go. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's popular. This is the thing, like we we're talking about on, on Mark there's obviously and understandably a disconnect between uh wrestlers who are popular and getting over with the fans in Japan and their connection with the foreign audience and, and this is one of them. So more evidence to my my bold claim that yeah, this is this is a, a character, a wrestler and a storyline that is big in Japan.
0: Yes, it is. Um, Also, uh, uh, Alphaville is big in Japan. Nobody's going to – maybe some people will get that. Um, The – as I mentioned on uh, John Carroll's wonderful roundtable discussion, I don't think people hate evil as much as they hate the way evil is booked in the sense of if evil came in there and was just like a fucking monster and beat the shit out of people and – tossed bodies around and and became this badass that we all hoped he would be I don't think people would have, would have half the complaints I think the problem is the way that he was utilized and that's that's the biggest challenge of getting of, of making evil an MVP Just like but yes maybe uh maybe we are pro wrestling illustrating it if you know what I'm saying
1: Tomorrow, of course, we've got the huge match, the KOPW 2020 final match, which will mm. be Toriano defending against Bad Luck Farley. And the polls have been closed, Damon. It is going to be a body slam slash turnbuckle pad removal match. So <laughs> the first wrestler to either body slam his opponent... Or remove all four turnbuckle pads, will <laughs> oh. win the match. But also, not only is this for KOPW 2020, this is for the lineal ace title, which, of course, Bad Luck Farley is the holder. So, oh. high stakes there, Damon. Uh, I, <laughs> well, I was going to say looking forward to this. It should be should be a fun match. Right?
0: I, uh, I mean... We're taking, we're, we're, we're taking like a, what are they? The uh, bull rope matches and the strap matches where you have to touch all four turnbuckles that usually stink and we're making it worse because we're, we're removing the strap and we're removing the, the bull rope. We're just having them remove turnbuckles <laughs> um, <laughs> and then a body slam. ah oh, this company sometimes. God damn. So when
1: Okada was in that press conference unveiling this big idea and saying uh, this title harkens back to history as a title that exists on the edge of New Japan, please look forward to it. (laughs) Do you think this is what he had in mind? (laughs) Toriano and Bad Luck Fale having a body slam turnbuckle pad removal match.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I I might want to watch it just to see how they pull this fucking thing off. Give me... I know we. I again. I know we are. We try to not do it, but I always push us back into the lake. Give me, give me an over under on stars.
1: From whom? From it, you. It, you know, it depends on your ask. From me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's it's the laugh test. If it makes me laugh, then right. The it, the Yano match is, is a success. So instead okay. of stars, I think we should say laughs? chuckles. How, How many jolly ch- laughs? Uh, yes. All audible laughs is it going to get from me
0: um yeah. set the over under i'm going to set the over under
1: two and, a half. Oh, two
0: and a half is a good number two and a half is a good number i'm taking the under two and a half you know what it is it's that half laugh that you're not going to get you might get two laughs but you're asking me to now give you a uh hello huh i mm. I'm going. On, I'll take the under.
1: Well, the half is intended so that it's like, you know you either go zero, one, or two, or three and above.
0: Uh, and I appreciate that, but that's that's the swing. That that's that's what's making me take the under. Um, I think this is going to be terrible. <laughs> I really do. I can't imagine this being anything that I would want to say. I hope. You no, know what I really hope. I hope it's so awful. And so, that it's like, that, that, that it's like you know, it just becomes Fast like, i
1: booing. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> right. Right. I want it to be just an absolute fucking dumpster fire. That would be what I would want. I would just want it to be just a horrific, just one of the worst matches ever. Then, that would get people fired up. Just how awful it is. Uh, fucking A. What have we become? Turnbuckle match. <sighs> oh. all right i'm done
1: all right uh we've also got some returns on these match uh, these these shows we got tiger mask back ah uh from what i hear not looking the best of shape there's uh, <laughs> plenty of ring rust there so uh take that for, for what you will uh togi makabe back from his movie exploits with uh very, very crazy unkempt hair and Yoshinobu Kanemaru is back as well so uh, always good to see uh, people back uh, in the ring especially returning from injury so there you go oh also the cartwheel death match I can reveal the results now Now this might surprise you Dave but all three of our panelists that's uh, Nicole, Joe Lanza and Dave Meltzer all gave it the exact same score yeah can you believe that and what was that what do you think it was I think you're doing the cartwheel So you think all three of them rated it four stars? Uh, Yeah. No, they all went three and a half. Motherfuck. Does that mean I got to do a cartwheel? It means you got to do something. We still haven't had anything from the listeners an appropriate punishment for you. But uh, Yeah. hmm. I think my life's enough, right? (laughs) (laughs) You retrospectively uh, have to have been infected by the COVID-19.
0: Got it. I, I checked that box. I checked that box. Uh, we'll figure right. something. I'll give you – I owe you probably like a dollar already, don't I? About some nonsense. Um, I'll get you – how about I will give you $5, and I'll PayPal it to you uh, as soon as we're done. All right? So all of, all of my, my terrible bets, I'll PayPal you $5. You can enjoy a bag of crisps and a drink on me.
1: Outstanding. I think I deserve that. I do. Um, Okay, let me d- get out of the way my New Japan Strong segment. It was a detonation oh. last Friday, December Whoa. the 18th. So just a couple of talking points here. First match was Rocky Romero defeating Danny Limelight in 9 minutes, 18 seconds. I, I, I don't know about you, though, I am absolutely sick of this selfish man, Rocky Romero, always putting himself over, always booking himself to win against the young <laughs> upcoming talent. What? A, just terrible stuff. No, he's not going so to laugh for that one.
0: No, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Okay. He's a selfish, uh, selfish
1: man. But no, I was actually. It was a good match. I was glad that Rocky Romero won because had Danny Limelight won, that would have meant that he uh, automatically gets signed by WWE as the, uh, <laughs> the, the trend seems to be going. Second match was Jeff Cobb defeating Russ Taylor again. Yeah, Russ Taylor is a guy who's uh, I believe he's gone off to NXT, which is a shame because I think he's a, a good wrestler, fun to watch, a bit like Zack Saber Junior. But uh, Jeff Cobb beating him was definitely the right. Uh, move. Uh, it was a bit strange actually watching Jeff Cobb on these shows because this is before he has turned heel and joined Empire, so he's still working a kind of babyface style. But um, there you go. Our uh, third match was PJ Black and Fred Ross defeating JR Kratos and Tom Lawler. It was a bit odd to see PJ Black pinning JR Kratos here because I, I really thought they might do more to build up JR Kratos. He's a massive dude to build him up as a monster hero. And having him getting pinned by PJ Black, who is not the biggest opponent, was uh, a bit of a head-scratcher to me. And then the fourth match was the IWGP US Heavyweight right-to-challenge contract, where Kenta defeated Brody King in 14 minutes, 16 seconds with a go-to sleep. So not a good weekend for Brody King, who also lost his ROH title match against Rouge. Damon, I know you haven't seen this match, but do you want to have a guess at how Kenta managed to achieve the victory against Brody King?
0: Was there some kind of uh, briefcase uh, involvement
1: in this match? Well, obviously that would be breaking the rules, David, in in full view of the referee.
0: I mean, listen, the referee, they you know, sometimes needs to be distracted. So, uh, so Bullet Club is a faction that is uh, knows the art of the sleight of hand and the. idea of getting the the referee distracted it becomes second nature to a bullet club member um so tell me was that possibly involved in the finish
1: you're very close the referee was uh, indisposed oh. when the briefcase attack was happening do you want to have another guess sir?
0: no i really don't give a fuck <laughs> uh
1: well you, you'll be shocked to learn that uh, the referee was shoved into i think it was an exposed turnbuckle pad oh. and <laughs> was uh, hurt and didn't see what was going on while kent uh, oh, no. uh, attacked brodie king with a briefcase and hit him in the balls and yeah it's
0: just, the way just we shocking
1: went. stuff from these, these dastardly bullet club heels can i ask you a question
0: what what are we doing with the strong stuff is this just a vehicle just to give guys an opportunity to work um and we're just gonna let it, like what 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 is the end game with strong
1: in your opinion Right, That size says it all I mean I I was sort of talking w- While I was watching the show I was talking about it on the Discord To myself <laughs> and I'm posting. Usually if I talk on the Discord Other you know, people will jump and we'll get a conversation yeah. going Just nothing, no one's buying <laughs> Just me, like I said like Just throwing my New Japan strong takes Into the abyss, zero reaction Just just like the show itself <laughs> uh, you, you know it's like the philosophical thing If a strong episode is released and nobody watches Did it really happen Right okay. Uh, you know, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat, or Schrodinger's Rocky uh, you know, there's an episode of Strong unwatched by humanity, Rocky Romero existing in a, a dual state of victory and defeat, because it's unconfirmed by human eyes, <laughs> so uh, there you go, an interesting philosophical uh, experiment, but uh, that is probably where my relationship with New Japan Strong ends, for this week at least Is it? Are you done? Are you, you're done? Because you keep in mind, you're the guy that's carrying the watching. torch. It's not bad, I mean, it's if you watch it in double speed, it flies yeah. by. Yeah. <laughs> Half an hour. You know, what?
0: You're the only guy watching it, you know.
1: I know. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was just, I want to see the, the executives, you know, TV Asahi or whoever's in charge of New Japan. Well, I was thinking, right, let's check the viewership was drunk. Yeah, it's one view again. Yeah, it's, again, it's Bangkok, Thailand. <laughs> Whatever we're doing is resonating with the Thai market. So, yeah. more of that. Let's run a
0: show. They'll have a show there, they're going to run a house show.
1: Uh, and this this Thai audience obviously very keen on <laughs> interference and ref bumps and shenanigans. Yeah. So make make sure the show is heavy on that. Every match, yeah.
0: every match needs it because gotta give
1: the people what they want, right?
0: <laughs> oh, strong. I mean, again, I, I mm, as I take a sip of water, uh, I uh, I get it. I know we tried. We had to give people, you know, get them in the ring. And people were in the United States and couldn't get to Japan. I get it. I know it. The cameras are there. they're just gonna collect dust anyway. um I just just this 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 has to end soon. I think I don't think it will like i mean what, what's the point i uh, I don't know I, Joel for a guy who does a new japan pro wrestling podcast, how many strong episodes do you think I've seen
1: Strong. Zero. <laughs> uh, good. No,
0: I, I did see one. I did see one. I no, I think I saw two. I, I think I saw the first one and I saw, um, I guess, one of the end tournament ones. Um,
1: yeah, it's just, I don't know. Just I I, I forget it's even there, to be truthful. No one wants to watch Empty Arena shows anymore. Right. right. And on. especially every time there is a, like I've said before, a big match, like one of those briefcase defenses. The match is played exactly the same way with exactly the same finish and I understand why no one's watching it anymore because people... These are tropes that are popular, I believe, popular with Japanese fans. So, I don't know. Maybe... I I might ask around, actually. Maybe Japanese New Japan fans are really interested in New Japan Strong. Um, But, yeah, they're definitely tropes that... I believe, are not so popular with Western audience. So with Western fans, at least, it's a swing and a miss. Right.
0: I mean, look, I love pro wrestling, but come on, even I have the limits. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, but here's the thing, just to be very clear on this, though, it's not bad. It's just that it's just, I, they're just shows to put on. Like It doesn't feel like anything has a purpose or a meaning, and it's hard to do when you got guys now able to fly in and out, and they're taped five weeks in advance, and... I, I mean, I get the struggles, but
1: know, that means pull the plug. Pull the plug. All right. Well, let's go on to discussing our Super JCast end of year awards. Mm. So the ballot is live. If you haven't voted yet, pause this podcast. Go onto the Twitter page where you will find the ballot pinned to the Twitter account. Uh, Twitter handle is the Super Cast. Go and vote right now. We've got over 400 at the moment. I would like to get it over 500. And thanks as always to comms Pete, comms underscore Pete on Twitter who's put in all the hard work in making this a reality and doing it all for us. So thank you so much for doing that for us, Pete. We really appreciate it. And the, what, we're going to close it on at the end of the year, December 31st? and then Yeah,
0: we'll- yeah. yeah. Ball drops. Voting done.
1: Alright, so we... Put that on a t-shirt. We'll wait until then to reveal your choices, but today we're going to reveal our own picks for the Super Jackass End of Year Awards. Uh, Damon, are you ready?
0: I am ready. It's one of my favorite episodes of the year. We, we uh, gush about the things we like. We give a one last stomp on the things that we don't. Uh, are we doing more gushing or are we doing more stomping? That's the, that's the question, and we'll find out in mere moments.
1: Alright, so let's start off with wrestler of the year then. I'll just give all three of my picks and briefly explain my thoughts on why I picked them. So, for my first choice, wrestler of the year, and and let me preface this by saying, of course, with these picks, there's no right or wrong answers. Everyone's going to have their own metrics and their own values for what constitutes the best match or the best show or the best wrestler or whatever. So, I'll try and uh, illuminate you on my thoughts. If you're sitting there disagreeing, don't get angry. It's okay. Your picks can be different no oh, one no right or wrong answers here everyone's entitled to their own opinion because you know some heated debate on the discord people get very very mad like oh, i can't believe you forgot this person so i apologize if my picks make you angry but just take a deep breath and remind yourself we're all nerds okay so my rest of the year is hiromu takahashi yeah and the reason i've picked them is just because he's been brilliant and I'm looking at the, the, the excellent matches he's had. The Osprey match at Wrestle Kingdom was outstanding. Uh, just, just bookended by two brilliant singles matches, the Osprey match and the El Desperado Best of Super Genius final. Uh, the Ryu Lee match at New Beginning was outstanding. Uh, he had a great run in the New Japan Cup against the likes of Tomohiro Ishii and Kazuchika Okada, uh, which was very enjoyable uh, in those empty arena shows. His Best of the Super Juniors was just superlative. Every night he was going out there just killing it with every single opponent. Uh, I loved the match against Robbie Eagles. The match against uh, Cho was terrific. The match against Ryusuke Taguchi nearly made my top 10 of the year. And other stuff, the the Ishimori series he's had. The Ishimori match at uh, Summer Struggle was outstanding as well. So just... Top to bottom, really outstanding stuff from Hiromi Takahashi. So, And also some junior tag stuff that I thought was really good as well in the, the junior tag tournament. So, um, Oh, and he managed to have good matches with Toriano and Tom Waki Honma. Not many people can say that. So I just think a really outstanding resume uh, from January all the way to December from Hiromi Takahashi. So he's my first choice. Second choice uh, might be a bit of a controversial one. I have actually gone for Taichi. Wow. The reason I picked Taichi is because I think... He has been doing outstanding stuff all year in singles and in tags and in six-man tags. So uh, the, the never six-man match against Goto Ishii and Yoshihashi was brilliant. One of my favorite matches of the year. The Ibushi match he had uh, in, in the G1 was terrific. Uh, other G1 matches were outstanding against uh, you know, the likes of Ishii and uh, the Osprey match was very good. The Shingo match was great. The the tag match, the Dangerous techers the, the series against Golden Aces, I thought was outstanding, and they've just done wonders for the tag division as well. Uh, and They were great all throughout the World Tag League. Uh, he had a great singles match with Okada at New Beginning as well, and it was difficult to pick between him and Zach, but I just gave the edge to him because I've in- enjoyed his singles stuff just a shred more than I enjoyed Zach's single stuff and just the, the whole, his whole character is promo stuff even like the little videos he, he did like the video with Kanemaru that we talked about a few weeks ago has just been tremendous fun to watch his Fire Pro stuff that he did so I think he's had an outstanding 2020 not just in singles competition but just all across the board so my second choice is Taichi and my third choice it was a coin toss really between uh, Tetsuya Naito and Shingo Takagi because Naito his highs have been as high as you get. He's had outstanding matches with, you know, like Kazuchika Okada, the uh, Tanahashi match in the G1, the Zach match in the G1, I thought was great. But there's not that much depth to it. So, of course, you know, you, you make your own judgment on whether you value depth or the, the peaks. So, I didn't pick Naito at the end. I picked Shingo Takagi as my third place. But um, really tough choice to make. I just think Shingo's done everything this year. He did uh, really excellent stuff, even from the start of the year. The, the tag stuff that he's done has been great. That tag match with Evil against uh, Goto and Ishii at New Year Dash. The he's been a really wonderful, never open weight champion. Has had some great matches against the likes of Goto and Suzuki and Show and Desperado, and for a lot of people, propping up cards that had somewhat disappointing main events in, in some people's opinions the tag stuff that he did with Sanada during World League was excellent and I think his G1 was really good as well I, d- I didn't enjoy it as much as other people did I think other people are a lot higher on Shingo singles matches than I am I personally uh, enjoyed his tag stuff a lot more than I did his single stuff but I can still acknowledge that his single stuff was very very good so you know the, the G1 matches against Okada um, Osprey I know a lot of people love the Ishii matches as well the, the Ibushi match so just for sheer effort, like he's just the amount of effort and work that this guy's put in in 2020 is just. I've got to acknowledge that and I respect that. So that's why my third place choice I give it to Shingo Takagi.
0: Not a bad, not bad choices. And I like the fact that you went in outside the box a little bit, to you know, yeah, you know, and and backed them up with with a valid argument. Um, so for me, um, I'm looking at a guy who has kept me entertained throughout the entire year. Um, I don't think I've seen a bad match. Um, a, a guy who, from Wrestle Kingdom to just you know a few weeks ago, has bookend his year with arguably some of the some of the best things we've seen in New Japan in this entire popular New Japan run. Um, a a a character who resonates with so many people and a person who has truly elevated the junior ranks more than anyone that I can think of minus a legend of Jushin Liger. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that talk the talk about being the guy that elevates and takes the juniors to the next level. Um, Hiromu hasn't talked that talked. He's walked that walk. Um, and we mentioned it even, I think it was last week where you have to consider him, uh, an anchor in this promotion, a, 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 a Mount Rushmore, if you will. Um, and there's no one, no junior that, that is comparable to that except maybe early nineties Liger. Uh, that's amazing to me. He is the wrestler of the year in my eyes, uh, and that's Hiromo Takahashi. He, you know, in a year that people struggled to stay connected with this promotion, I think he was one of those people that made people watch and made people tune in. Um, Even with clap crowds and half-empty arenas and all that shit, he was one guy that people went out of their way to watch. Um, so that's why he's my wrestler of the year. Again, it's a strange year. I can't consider business of gates and houses and who's a draw and all that. I mean, that's out the fucking window this year. Um, this year, it's really about who's top of the promotion, who's, uh, who do the fans connect with, and who's put on the best matches. So number one, there you go. Uh, my number two was Naito. Uh, for a lot of the reasons that you did mention, Joel, uh, the peaks were very high for me. The lows were low, but I I, I don't necessarily think that's his fault. Um, I, I I truly believe that the, the evil thing. I know everybody wants to talk about Jericho and how they talked and Jericho was told that evil was the guy who's getting a title. And, okay, I still – again, there is a part of me that's like, oh, I don't know if I believe all that. But, okay. Let's just say that did happen. Um, it, the, the summer was built around that man getting that title back and him doing his pose in the center of the ring and the fireworks going off behind him. Um, and you can debate on where evil is now and how well that worked and all that stuff. That's, a, that's another conversation. But for Naito, I feel like that's that that was a shining moment of the year. Um, and now we go into Wrestle Kingdom build. And while it hasn't been the best, he ha- he is the focal point once again. So he's my number two. Number three, uh, I went with Shingo. And uh, I talk about being an anchor. Like I felt like he's been that guy. He's been a solid force. He's been a rock um, for that mid-card, upper-mid-card, never title scene. Uh, I think he's done a great job. His matches I look forward to too. Um, so I think he had a very good G one. I think he's had a very good year in general. So, uh, it was between him in my mind, even Tanahashi, even though he wound up, you know, looking at the lights more often than not, that's uh, like, he had a real watch that Naito, uh, uh, G one match. Um, watch those tag matches. They're, They're really fucking great matches. And, um, he's the center of that, and I feel like he went out of his way to put his pro wrestling ego aside to allow him to really push new stars, and that has to be acknowledged and a tip of the cap. He didn't get my place, but he was in my consideration, and also uh, Minoru Suzuki as well, who I thought had a great year as well. So uh, again, I went Hiroma one. I went Naito 2, uh, Shingo
1: 3. Match of the year then. So I've spent the last 48 hours re-watching a lot of stuff that was on my short list. I've got a top, well, top 15. I had to narrow it down for top 10 for the Voices of Wrestling yearbook. But I'll just give my, maybe I will give my top 10. Well, I'll give my top three to start with. So first place, Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito from Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Uh, as I've said before, just an incredible moment being there live. Like the fact that I was in on the ground floor for this story, like being there at Wrestle Kingdom 12 and seeing him lose and, you know, almost you know, trying to sort of hold back his emotion and, and put a brave face on it and just having that redemption story and the whole storytelling stuff with the Stardust genius and managing to land the Stardust press. It just ticks every single box for what I like to see, that character growth, that long-term storytelling and just the fans going wild like it was a, a football match and their team had just scored a goal. Just absolute peak pro wrestling for me. Uh, number two, Hiromu versus El Desperado from the uh, Best of the Super Juniors final. I think I've said enough about that match. A, a lot of people seem to enjoy my thoughts on it last week, so you can go and listen to all that again. But just, again, very similar to the Okada Naito match. Just long-term storytelling, real stories, you know, blended in with the pro wrestling and the kayfabe. Uh, an outstanding match from bell to bell. That character growth and development, those, those little details where if you're following it closely and you're invested in the characters, you get rewarded in a, a big, big way. And number three, I went for Dangerous Techers versus Golden Aces from Dominion, which is just peak tag team wrestling for me. And I love my tag team wrestling. And it's been a constant disappointment up until this year, the way that New Japan has handled the tag division. But this was just it done to perfection. They put him in a big spot. They got the co-main event at Osaka Joe Hall. They got 30 minutes and they knocked it out of the park. Just great storytelling between all four of them. They've all got history and uh, just the way they told their story together uh, just you know the little moments like Taichi and Ibushi having their kickoff in the mi- the middle of the match which played into their G1 match later in the year and the way that Tanahashi was just decimated at the end with the you know scores of uh, screw leg whips just destroying his knee before they eventually put him out of his misery it was just brilliant brilliant stuff so uh, those are my top three matches for 2020 how about you Damon?
0: Nice. Um so me I actually did a little rewatching myself. And because again, I was more concerned a little bit about uh recency bias. I just want to make sure that um, you know, the blood's pumping from a certain match that was right, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh I don't I don't I didn't want that to skew. I didn't want that to, to um have me make a poor choice. It didn't. Um, it still is my match of the year. And I'm talking about Hiromu and Despi. Um, and again, the more that I learn about it and the and the more little details that, that I learn about the match, um, I enjoy it more and more. Um, again, I think for a long time New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, there's so much that you can sink your teeth into there. Um, if you are a person who's just parachuting in and watching matches, The match holds up as one of the best of the year as well. So um, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Um, And for me, I don't know. It just resonated. It really connected with me, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think it's a match that people will go back and watch for years. Uh, My second match was Okada and Naito. So if there's any movement there um, in my one, two, three, that moved up. That actually moved up because – I think that closing stretch. And again, if we're talking about 2020, those fans going nuts. I'll just never forget those fans going nuts and losing their mind. Um, and I was in the dome when Naito was supposed to walk away with that title against Okada and Okada pins him, and everybody's looking at each other. Like what in the fuck just happened? And it did feel a little bit like the balloon was deflated at the dome, but uh, the flip side of the coin was the celebration and the jubilance and the, uh, almost like pent up emotion for a lot of people. Uh, and they exploded and it was just like somebody scored a big goal or, or, you know, a big basket in the last second. So, um, general organic emotions. That was pretty, that was pretty great. Um, and then I went with, uh, Osprey and Shingo. Um, G1. I thought that match was was tremendous. I still do, uh, and I'm, um, you know, in for, for, in many cases, I was I was one of my favorite matches, and and, and easily a number one, but um, it got bumped. So, yeah,
1: strange 2020, right? All right, next category is show of the year. So my show of the year was Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. So obviously an incredible main event, but just top to bottom, a just tremendously enjoyable mat, uh, show. And obviously being there live, that gives it a bump as well. But we open up with a really fun gauntlet match for the Never open weight Six-Man Tag Championships, which I've admitted, you know, I'm a big fan of those matches. Then we add Jushin Line's retirement, his his match against uh, Ryu Lee and Hiromu, which is a really emotional moment. Very enjoyable junior tag title match with Raponki 3K against Ishimori and El Fantasmo I love the Zack Sabre Jr against Sanada match for the, the British Heavyweight Championship uh, Moxie Juice match was fine you know, it wasn't, wasn't particularly memorable but I really enjoyed Gotto versus Kento really hard hitting never openweight championship match I like the Jay White versus Ibushi match I know it's quite controversial uh, Jericho Tanahashi match surprised me really exceeded my expectations I love that one and I thought I really wasn't going to but you can't rule out uh, and bet against Tanahashi at the Dome and then of course the main event Okada Naito. so just a, a tremendous top to bottom wrestling show for me. Uh, and the second choice I went for night two of the G1 Climax, where we had a really nice Juice versus Yoshihashi opener. You know, first time we'd seen Juice Rages and Yoshihashi showing new fire. The Sonata versus Yano match, which you know, didn't do much for me, but the other stuff, Kenta versus Goto rematch, I think was even better than their Wrestle Kingdom match. The Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Evil match, which I love. That squeezed into my top 10 for the year with an incredible finish and great reaction from the crowd. And then that uh, wonderful Tanahashi versus Naito main event. And then my third choice was, it was a struggle between the Jingu Stadium match, uh, the Jingu Stadium show, which I thought was a really tremendous show, but I didn't go for that one. In the end, I went for G1 Climax Night 17, where we had Shingo Suzuki. We had the Osprey Okada thing with the uh, return of Great Okan and the Empire making their debut. Uh, Ibushi versus Taichi, where that wonderful match where they just kicked each other for 20 minutes, and that made my uh, top 10 of the year as well. And then the main event with Jay White against Ishii, with Jay White shitting the bed, Ishii getting a big win there. So uh, just not necessarily from in-ring quality, but just a, a real sort of rollercoaster coaster, of really exciting pro wrestling where we had a mixture of Tremendous evening stuff and angles and returns and shocking moments. So just really ran the full spectrum of uh, pro wrestling delights for me on uh, night 17 of the G1. Very similar,
0: uh, maybe just in a a different order. Um, My first was Wrestle Kingdom night two, um, which I thought, you know, if we're being honest here, it was the last pro wrestling, big pro wrestling show uh, let me take that back. Next to last that I that I attended, um, and it had everything. It had that climatic ending. Um, it had, uh, I mean, after after intermission, I thought everything was really great. Um, and again, being there, the atmosphere, all that stuff. How can I how can I not? Um, the second one was it it, it yeah seventeen right um, G one. I thought that was for me. One, uh, one of the best i don't want to say it was the best booked how can i it almost felt like a it was like a major show that felt like an old school pro wrestling television show where we're just popping you with with hot angles and and great matches almost like you know like like the first clash of the champions almost um I, it had everything, and it kept you on your toes, and it kept you kept you fucking awake. I thought that was I thought that was well, pro wrestling perfection um, for a show that eyeballs were on um, to to continue on storylines and to end storylines and to continue the the G one itself. Um, no, I thought that was really masterclass pro wrestling. Um, I feel like I, I wimped out and cheated a little bit but i did go back um the next day the next morning the the morning of the hangover <laughs> and i did cuz we had to record and we had to watch the show uh that i halfway missed but night 1 gets a lot of it doesn't get a lot as much respect i think night 1 was pretty fucking awesome uh with hiromu and osprey um with uh naito and, Bo- and uh, Bush. Uh, I that, that Tim, or excuse me, Okada um uh, winning, so I went night one f- for my third. Um, so my order was night two, seventeen, night one.
1: Yeah, I can see that, and I think night one is going to do very well in our polls with the listeners as well. I just thought they were, it was a bit heavy on the the eight man tag matches at the start of the show. It was it was definitely a show that was. Backloaded, so that's why I didn't pick it. Even though I did enjoy the show tremendously, and there was some I really, love the legends. Really I love stuff.
0: seeing the legends in the first match. Um, you know, Archer. I thought I think the brawl with Archer was good. Um, I don't know. I, th- I, I, and and again, I think the second half was pretty tremendous as well. So. I mean, I wanted to
1: get, talk about that Hiromi-Osprey match because I forgot how fucking brilliant that is. Yeah. And it got forgotten, I think, given the fact that, the well, the ending, at least, of the Okada-Ibushi match was so spectacular. But I went and rewatched Hiromi versus Osprey and it is just 24 minutes, just balls to the wall, everything you want from the junior heavyweight division you know the high flying spots and th- this you know I've given Osprey a lot of shit this year but this is the kind of Osprey that I love watching the kind of Osprey that I loved in 2019 where he's not trying he's not got ideas above his station he's just doing what he does best which is just high flying athletic spe- spectacular stuff also acting like a bit of a dick as well you know going after Hiromi's neck and just Everything executed flawlessly. The pace was relentless, and it's just brilliant. If you if you haven't done it already, I, I strongly recommend going back and watching that Hiromu Osprey match because it is just really tremendous. I know it didn't make either of our top threes, but just just elite level stuff.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Um, okay, then that will bring us on to uh, tag team of the year. First choice, it's a no brainer. Dangerous Tech is just running away with it. Um, so they have just rejuvenated those tag team titles with the help of Golden Aces, but just f- from, well, the, the middle of the year onwards, really. And World Tag yeah. League, I thought they did a great job in help elevating the division, not just themselves. They had really excellent matches with all the other contenders and put over the right people and made it look like a, a healthy, competitive, heavyweight tag team division. And just there, not, not so... Not just the in-ring action, but also their chemistry as well. And the promos afterwards are always really entertaining. So dangerous techers get first choice. Second choice, I went with a six-man team. The Chaos team, Yoshihashi, Ishii and Goto. uh, Which made, for me, uh, again, rejuvenated those six-man titles. Made them must-see stuff for me. I thought that tournament was great. The tournament final was tremendous between the two Chaos teams. And that match they had with uh, Suzuki-gun was outstanding as well. So I've gone for the Chaos Six man team there, and then third choice. It's a tricky one. I went with Fin Juice in the end, just because they they opened the year strong, uh, winning those titles at Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, you know they they were very consistent. They I, I don't actually <laughs> I don't think I watched their match In the new beginning USA tour, but uh, certainly when they came back afterwards uh, for the, the latter end of the year with the World Tag League stuff, they were great. Finley looked tremendous. So uh, yeah, my third choice is Fin Juice.
0: My you you nailed it. Exactly as mine. Uh, runaway winner was Techers. Um, second was, a, again, a little bit of an odd choice, but the name me a team who has made those never open weight tag belts as interesting, especially, you know, if we're talking about tag matches during the year, that was one of the best ones uh, at Corgan. Um, and then Finn Juice were, were a highlight for me at least of world tag league. Um, so if I got to sit there and watch World Tag League, okay, Fin juice is on, I right. they're staying they're not getting fast forwarded. So uh, and again, opening the year with winning the titles, again, that middle was a little empty, and I mean, it was empty for a lot of people. You can't blame them, but um, I think it's worthy of, a, of at least a third place vote.
1: and uh,
0: yeah, exactly the same for me.
1: Fifth category is Junior Heavyweight of the Year. Obviously, Hiromi was getting first choice for all the reasons we mentioned already. Second choice, I went for El Desperado, who had an outstanding best of the super juniors. But also, uh, I think did other important stuff with the uh, junior tag team titles as well. I thought they were an integral part of that. Obviously, they're the champions too. And also, he did some interesting openweight stuff in the middle of the year. Uh, He had uh, a great match with Ishii in the New Japan Cup. He had a really good challenge for the never-openweight title against... Shingo Takagi and his backstage promos are maybe the best. They're right up there in the company. Um, There's an outstanding piece I'm halfway through reading from uh, J. Michael writes for Voices of Wrestling that's going to be in their yearbook about uh, Despy's promos throughout the year and just reading that has made me appreciate what an outstanding talent he is in the ring and outside of the ring as well. Just tremendous promo ability. And third place, again a bit of a coin toss between Ishimori and Sho. I went for Sho in the end Uh, Because he did great stuff uh, in the junior tag division at the start of the year with uh, Rapongi 3K. And then the single stuff was great in the middle of the year um, when he was doing open weight things in the New Japan Cup. I thought that match with Shingo in the New Japan Cup was one of my favorite matches of the year. Just incredible stuff uh, from show. And he also had a a rematch in the uh, Dominion against Shingo, which was really good. And his best of the super juniors was great, really just high quality matches against the likes of Robbie Eagles and and Hiromu and El Desperado. So yeah, my third choice was show. Yeah. I, I
0: very similar, except the one flip, obviously Hiromu won. uh, I went show too. And I went show and I felt like, am I cheating a little bit? Because he did have those opportunities kind of in that open weight gray area. Um, being able to work with guys that are, you know, that, most juniors wouldn't be able to and have great matches, um, but then slide right back into best of the super juniors, which I thought was it was good. Um, yeah, so I went two for him. Um, again, I felt like I, when I cast that ballot, am I am I cheating? Am I? He's a junior. Listen, he's a junior. Do we all agree that he should be? I don't. I don't know. But he's a junior, um, and I think his his output was worthy of a two. Uh, and then third, I went Desperado. Um, who I think is, I, I'll tell you what, if th- this company would be smart to, to find a way to put a little bit more of a spotlight on this dude, because, um, for me and, and Joel, I don't want to speak for him, but I think I can. In this point, you got yourself a talent that cannot be wasted. Um, let let's, let's let's really see what he can do you you well let me take that back you you saw what he can do let's see more of that um that's that's what i would love to see from Despy, just that an, an elevation in 2021 um and if he has a year like he like he closed out he could uh he could challenge Hiroomo, you know uh i would have a, i would not have a problem with uh you know a little a little tag or excuse me a little uh junior heavyweight title that one, that wouldn't be a bad idea, and have Hiromo chase a little bit. I would have no no objections to that. So again, uh, Hiromo show Despy.
1: The sixth category is unsung rest of the year. A lot of debate over what this means. Unsung, I see it as uh, someone who hasn't been nominated for other top awards and hasn't held championships for large parts of the year. And someone who's just you know unselfish and just quietly has a very strong year and also does their part in helping establish other people. So first choice, far and away, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who has just been staring at the lights for most of the year, but in the process having outstanding matches. Uh, you know he put over Jericho and Wrestle Kingdom in a tremendous match. The tag stuff that he did with uh, Ibushi and helping establish Dangerous Techers as a, a the. the the ace tag team of the division was great. He had an outstanding G1. And again, just putting over everyone, putting over Naito. Uh, the the Sanada match was incredible. Even the Gotto match I really enjoyed. Um, I'm probably forgetting some as well, but I thought he had one of the best uh, G1 outputs uh, in the whole company. And to say in the World Tag League, he teamed up with Hanare and is just putting over all the other teams night after night after night just such an unselfish wrestler and he's going to do it again uh when he wrestles great okan at Wrestle Kingdom so Tanahashi far and away unsung wrestler just having outstanding matches and just helping elevate everyone else in the company in multiple divisions second choice I've gone for Doki again who uh, and again he was in the shout uh, for most improved as well but I think he's always been good maybe he's been able to shirt a bit more this year but he's a guy who I think has done uh, outstanding work in the junior division and in the six-man division, helping other people to look great, showing that fire against Yoshihashi and making Yoshihashi look like a star in Korakuen for uh, that that big six-man title match, and also in the best of the super juniors. He's going out there having spectacular, high-flying, dangerous matches, and more often than not staring at the lights and making everyone else uh, or most of other people in the block look like serious contenders. So he is just out there in the junior division and the six-man division making other people look great. My third choice was Rocky Romero who has been doing that on New Japan Strong. Basically, I'm only watching uh, Strong so I can watch Rocky Romero and it's just such an unselfish guy helping uh, elevate that young talent. He will just put over anyone that if he sees the value in them, he's got no ego whatsoever. He will get the very best out of them. And yeah, that's why my number three pick is Rocky Romero. So what about you, Devin? You're Unsung Wrestlers of the Year.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a few. Um, you know, there are guys that I feel like um, are lower middle of the card or lower end of the card that I feel like just haven't gotten a, a shake and haven't gotten a break and haven't gotten... Um, Something to to take them to the next level, um, like a, a guy like Hanari, right? Who has all the talent in the world, I feel like, and just hasn't been able to, you know, whether it be injury or COVID, or I can't get into the country, or it just seems like whatever momentum he gets, it just it it the brakes are put on it very quickly. Um, you have guys that um, the fans enjoy a ton. Uh, and, and, and root for and enjoy matches, a guy like Robbie Eagles that has it all. And you would love to see more of, right? Uh, and then you have a guy like, uh, Tanahashi who has done it all, has been to the top of the mountain, recognizes the fact that, that he's on his way down the mountain can still perform at a incredibly high level. And again, for those of you who are doubting Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome, shame on you. Uh, cause you're about to be wrong again. Uh, who has looked at the lights and put over people and made stars and, and elevated titles by, by just being in the program and treating them seriously. Um, and he's done that all year. And truth be told, he doesn't have to be. um, so, there's a lot of different ways you can go for unsung. Um, even even Finley, a guy who, again, he's he's in a prominent role when when it comes to fighting for tag titles and World Tag League. But I just I feel like he doesn't get his fair shake of of being an equal partner on that tag team for whatever reason. Don't know. I can't answer that. Um, I went. With uh, I'm trying to, I don't have my thing in front of me. Uh, where, where does it go? Um, I'm trying to remember who I went with now because I, I have to get my fucking ballot back up and I can't find it. Uh, I'm almost certain I went with a combination, I forget which order, but so it's just so we can move on. I think I went with uh, Robbie Eagles, not at number one, but in the mix, he's one, two, or three. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, and I went with uh, Tuguchi, as a matter of fact, because I feel like. He is unsung in the sense of he
1: can go. He doesn't well, doesn't no, always do with, it. I stuck with He wasn't on the ballot, so it was. Uh, Duffy, I rolled him in. K- Kanemaru, Tanahashi, Yuji Nagata, Rocky Romero, and Robbie Eagles.
0: Did I do? Ta- Who did I vote for for Tana? Is, where Where is Toguchi in this ballot? I voted for him for something. Was it for that? I can't find my
1: fucking ballot. Maybe Toguchi should have been on that. That's a good shout. Talk to us about Taguchi instead, then. All
0: right. Well, again, I feel like he's a guy who can go, but I could have sworn I voted for Taguchi. I don't
1: know him. I'm old. I have no idea. Um, I'll tell you I know, what. Uh, the, 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 a lot of people have forgotten that tag match, uh, the junior heavyweight title tag match earlier in the year with the mega coaches Taguchi and Rocky taking on Rapongi 3K. Very underrated match. Yeah.
0: I'm more worried that I can't find my fucking balance. Because <laughs> um, if we're doing a whole fucking rest of the show, i got to find it. Uh, But yeah, there there was, I mean, I know Eagles is in there and I know Tanahashi's in there. I just don't forget the order.
1: All right, then the seventh category is the most improved wrestler. First choice I went for Yoshihashi. You know, some people will say that he's always been good, but I think this year he has stepped up a bit. He's a guy who I think is genuinely uh, feels his place in the company is threatened. And rightly so, you know, he missed out on the G1 Climax last year. And he's got his spot back this year. And he's doing—he's fighting tooth and nail to keep it. And again, it's that mixture of kayfabe and real life. And, and I just feel that he's brought extra energy and intensity and just a bit of edge as well. So, you know, his attacks look painful now. There's a bit more urgency to him. You know, just little things like the little uh, key lock crank of the arm when he's doing the butterfly lock. So he just looks like a guy who is just trying to claw his way uh, back into his spot in the company and just fight for uh, every every inch that you can get. So uh, G1 was great, and his six-man stuff has been great and really well-deserved to see him getting his crowning moment at Korakuen and becoming a champion for the first time in New Japan, becoming a six-man champion. And he is like the poster child for those titles now, and I thought he's bring, brought a lot of value to them. Uh, second choice I've gone for Jeff Cobb, who I think is someone who had a, a bit of a... a Iffy G1 climax last year. I think uh, there were accusations that you know, maybe his he was getting gassed very early on in matches. But I think this year he's really found his feet and he was able to go out and have really compelling and really different matches with all the people in his block. And I feel that everyone was sort of playing to his strengths. He was able to sort of stylistically work out the the best way for him to uh, wrestle each of those different people in his block and getting the right time limit for the match, not going too long and managing to show off his strengths because he uh, is filling a gap in the roster for being a powerhouse gaijin uh, after people like Michael Elgin or Lance Archer or whomever have left the company. And I thought he did a tremendous job. So, uh, And also I'm really into his stuff in the World Tag League with Okan and Empire. I thought he's been very good at that. It's a new role for him, playing a heel. And I think he's, he's doing a really good job so far. And my third choice is David Finlay, who we've talked about in previous years what does he need to do to step up to the next level and he has done every single thing that we've asked of him the, the work rate is upped in the ring, he's looking like he he's desperate to win all of those matches. Uh, the promos have improved, he's shown a lot of passion and fire, like, you know, he really wants to win these tag team championships. He wants to win the World Tag League and he's getting across that, it means the world to him, so that makes it more meaningful for us. Uh, he looks better, he looks like a serious wrestler, the gear is improved, he's in better shape, so he's just... Every single one of those criteria that we laid out that we wanted to see him improve in, he has done that. And I'm really optimistic that he, uh, I really hope that he has a improved 2021 because I think he's a guy you could slot into the G1 climax right now. He's, he's I'm that uh, enthusiastic about his improvements so far.
0: A little disappointed that he didn't have um, Tai Chi on this list. Any reason why Tai Chi wasn't on this list? Uh,
1: I think he was on it last year. So, yeah. th- um, you know, he he, I think he's just been consistently good. I don't think. I haven't seen any notable improvements. I think Taichi's always been a, a really high level wrestler.
0: I think he's even ta- I think he's even taken a step from last year. Um, I uh my votes were similar to yours. Um, Yoshihashi is a guy who uh I gave a little little nickname, a little little, little something to vent my frustrations over. Mean spirited, should I say? Bag of socks. And that bag of socks this just describes a guy who, he's there. Um, not good, not terrible, just there. Like opening up a gift underneath the Christmas tree, a bag of socks. You need it! Not necessarily something that you're going to get too excited over. But, bag of socks. Well, bag of socks, you got yourself a most improved wrestler of the year. And it's not necessarily the fact that nobody thought he could go. He can have great matches. And the one match that I just like kind of sticks in my mind when we talk about Yoshihashi and having great matches and being a bag of socks is, is um, that opening G1 at Corkin against Kenny Omega. I thought that was a really great match. Um, and there are others I'm sure people can point to too. But I think what he was missing was a reason and a focus. And I love the story of him getting the title and his and his buddies all there kind of high-fiving him and celebrating with him. I don't know. There's something about Yoshihashi this year that I, would, I don't know if he's turned a corner. But he's felt different. He felt compelling. He felt interesting. And he felt uh, – he gave me a reason to give a shit. Now, again, that could be the company – uh, giving him that, that opportunity and him taking advantage of it. Okay, great. He still has to take advantage of it. So he got my number one, uh, my number two, I went with Joki and I'll tell you why. When I first saw Joki, uh, I was very quick to just hand wave him as, you know, what, what could po- what possibly could this guy bring to the table for this company? And what he does bring is a grimier, grittier, uh, a little less polished, but a little bit more dangerous Hiromu element. He's he's a wild card. He's You, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, and that's pretty cool in the sense of, okay, is, is he just going to... Fuck everything up and get himself disqualified, banging around that fucking cane. Or is he going to have uh, a, a, a spectacular junior style match? Or is it going to be a like what? What are we getting? You, you never know match to match. And I kind of like that. And I think that element helps improve a, a, a pro wrestling card in general, but specifically a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Um, I think he's found his groove, and I think he found his role. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say, I look forward to Doki matches, but I mean, I'm not fast forwarding them. And I mean, that's improvement to me. So he got my number two pick, uh, my number three pick. I went with David Finley. Uh, I just think from world tag league last year and the dome this year, um, and and specifically World Tag League, I see him in a in a different light. And I see him in a more serious light. Um, and again, that might have more to do with the company than him, but he's got to take the ball and run with it. And I thought he had an outstanding World Tag League. Um, and he is a guy that it's very easy to dismiss and very easy to hand wave just because the company's had trouble finding a role for the guy. Um I think this year he's made the most out of a real crap situation. The tag team was good with Juice. It still is good with Juice. My biggest concern is is now what do you do with him now? But his 2020 I thought was solid. Um, So I gave him
1: a third. Next category then is biggest disappointments. Oh, here we go. So biggest disappointment my first choice was Ibushi's briefcase wrestle kingdom booking you know that's one of the the few things that has been sacred in new japan is the fact that winning the G1 means something having that briefcase means something and for years they've teased us oh, you know is this the year the briefcase going to flip is this the year the briefcase going to flip and they did it and it was a shocking moment and then they undid it less than 24 hours later and that just really undercut the value of that match, the briefcase defences of winning the G1, it's just it's a big mess. That doesn't mean anything anymore. And I think that's a real shame just because of this double dome stuff that they've done again this year. It just it it, it feels like that was one of the few meaningful things in New Japan that has been compromised. So that was a, by far and away my biggest disappointment. Uh, second, I went for the increased shenanigans, the ref bumps, uh, the interference, the cheating, which I didn't mind earlier in the year. Um, I was a perfectly fine with Evil doing it. I enjoyed his matches. I thought it was good heat. But then when everyone else started doing it, it's like when you're tuning in and then you see Evil doing it and then the tag stuff, you see G.O.D. doing it and then you're watching Strong and you're seeing Kenta doing it and then you see the Super J Cup and El Fantasma do it. It's just overkill. So I'm saturated with the, the shenanigans at the moment. I think less is more. I don't mind it being part of New Japan, but I just think you've got to be a bit more selective about how you're using it. And then my third one is Kazuchi Okada. So I understand that he's been downcycled this year and is perhaps trying to tell a story uh, in in that sense. But I feel that having one of your biggest stars and best wrestlers having an off year has helped to contribute to this feeling that New Japan isn't as good as it was because he's been the the guy flying the flag for the company and, and putting on outstanding matches and... You know, I'm not necessarily blaming him because I'm sure he's physically banged up and it, it makes sense for him to have a year where he's not uh, as high physical intensity as in previous years but I just feel taking him away from the top table in New Japan has uh, led to perhaps a, a decrease in quality when I would have hoped for more from a lot of his matches particularly the G1 Climax so yeah, that's my three
0: Good picks, because um, I'm right in there. Um, maybe just a different order. Uh, my number one was Okada, because as you mentioned, as the guy who's carrying the torch to uh, for New Japan, and a lot of the people that watch New Japan, this was a jarring fall from grace from the entire year. Name me a great Okada match. It's hard <laughs> in 2020. Um and now you look back. Well, is- <laughs>
1: You've you got two in your top three. You got the Naito match. and Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I've mistaken the Shingo match. But sorry. Uh, a lot of people very high on the Okada Shingo match on the G1. I realize you didn't pick it. So my mistake. Sorry. I'll shut up now. No,
0: it's fine. I mean, and, and that was a good match. But you compare his 2020 with other years where we have to have a conversation of, okay, that's great. But it's not. Super great, and we can't put it in because if we did, we'd have thirty fucking matches of the year up up on a, on a ballot. Um, the 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 king of pro wrestling idea and his involvement, which was a fart in church, um, across the board. I mean, when people are talking about the idea of is this a work? This can't this can't possibly be real. That you can't possibly is he hurt? it it's it's <laughs> this was not his best year this was not this was not this was for a guy who has had such a, a tremendous career and maintained that year after year after year to then put that in front of us 2020 put his year in front of us it's it's too much and i think for a lot of people it's one of those foundational blocks of why New Japan has taken such a a fall in 2020. Second, I went with the shenanigans, the, uh, breath bumps. And that goes in line with, you know, again, a lot of people just, they've had, they had enough of it. It's lazy booking. It's, it's, there's other ways to make you a heel. You don't need to have fucking red shoes Lying on the mat, dying every fucking match. It got to the point where I, when I would see Red Shoes, I would just be like, "Oh, fuck! Can we get Marty in there?" Just <laughs> because I know what's going to happen. Um, so, and I and I think those two things kind of go together. I mean, that's you could put that under booking, right? Um, and I think that's a that's a big issue. Uh, My third, I I went with one that was a little bit outside the box, maybe. (sighs) Only because it leaves a little bit of egg on my face. I was the guy who said, look, you can't judge Mexico excursions. You can't, you know. All these reports, half these people aren't even watching these matches. They just heard it. And and I've seen the excursion, and I didn't think it was that bad. And then he debuts. Oh, first we see the vignettes, the videos. Dancing through the bamboo. And then the debut. And then the matches. And then where we are now. Look, I was the biggest Kuwato guy. (laughs) It was a young lion. I predicted he would be wearing gold. And just the sky's the limit. And the fucking put the rocket pack on the back of this guy. And look at where we are now. (laughs) So for me, I had to give him third. Because I was so high on him. So high on him that there's no way I can't turn away from it it's a disappointment and it got my third place vote
1: next is favourite wrestler and a bit of overlap with my wrestlers of the year so my number one favourite wrestler of this year has been Taichi for all the reasons I've mentioned number two Hiromu and number three I went for Zack Sabre Jr. for a lot of the reasons I mentioned uh, before about Chi. I just think the in-ring stuff has been excellent this year he had some great singles matches uh, the, the Osprey match was really good at the start of the year. I enjoyed the Sonata match at Wrestle Kingdom, but also uh, his promos. He's always just a, a joy to watch in the backstage promos when he's calling people dickheads. Uh, so just the, the, the whole gimmick, the character, the in-ring stuff, out-of-the-ring stuff it is great. So yeah, Taichi, Hiromu, and Zack.
0: I went Hiromu number one because he was the guy that kept me interested in times when even I felt my interest sliding a bit. He was the guy that I made sure I tuned, tuned in for. Um, from promos to uh, presentation to in-ring. Um, to me, he's the guy I, I need to watch. Uh, and I love the fact that he's kind of... Not kind of. He is um, one of the most important juniors in the history of this company. Um, my second. I really enjoy... losing Tanahashi. There's something... There's something so great about him being this guy, this legend, putting over people. I think I cheered more with him putting over people than I did all the times combined when he was winning. I I just think he's so talented and and, and brings... Like that... uh, that uh, Naito match in G1, where he was just fired up and giving those leg whips, and everyone was on their feet just even at home, cheering this old fuck on., oh, I love him. I, 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 I don't think there's any, like there's something about Tanahashi that he has just this this magnetic charisma that no one else has. Like he feels like a fucking star. I don't care who you put him in the ring with. You could put him in the ring with Hanari. you can put him in the ring um in, in tag situations all year. you could put him you could fucking make him never six man tight He's just that good. Uh, so he's my second favorite. um I really like Zach a lot too. Um, I love his backstage promos. Um, I enjoy his matches a lot. I was kind of shocked by Lanza kinda of dogging him a little bit. because um, I thought he would be a wrestler that's right up his alley, but um different strokes for different folks. Um I, I really like him in ring. I find him creative and fun, um and super talented. So uh he's my third favorite.
1: And uh, least favorite of the year, uh number one I've gone for Jado. Just every time he gets involved in a match it just cries to a halt. Like the single stuff he did in the New Japan. I know it was like emergency. They had no one else but that was very very difficult to watch um, the tag stuff he's been involved in was awful and just him doing run-ins with a kendo stick just does nothing for me, It just it's just executed in slow motion and just kills my enjoyment of a match uh, second speaking, choice, of which,
0: speaking of which, remember that Okada <laughs> um, against
1: Yujiro yeah and Geza, yes I do, do unfortunately, do if see- we had a, a poll for worst match of the year that would definitely be top of mind um, and Okada's in it just yeah.
0: eyes,
1: you know? The four worst wrestlers in the company. Uh, actually, that's <laughs> not fair on you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Second choice, I've so gone for Bad Luck Fale. Again, just it just it really? seems yeah, it just it just seems like low effort stuff from him. He just looks like he doesn't give a shit anymore. Uh, he, occasionally, like when he does care against the right opponent, like he was doing good stuff for Shingo in the World Tag League, but everything else in the World Tag League was a. A fast forward for me, didn't enjoy it at all. And third choice, I've gone for El Phantasmo, who just, I don't know, Just maybe this is me getting worked, working myself into a shoot, but he just rubbed me the wrong way in the Super J Cup. So after I finished working the Super J Cup, I was just like, ah, oh, I'm sick of this motherfucker. I hate him, he's awful. So there's my three picks. Uh, Bullet Club trio there for you.
0: Nice, you went, went all out with that one. That one. Uh, for me is just instant fast forward. Um just I just have no <laughs> I don't care about this kendo stick as much as Kevin Kelly tries to get him over I it's not working for me that's for damn sure um i uh, folly I mean folly's fine I mean I, I mean do I go out of my way to to, to watch now I mean but he's all right I went with Honma. um I just can't watch the guy at this point I, I'm
1: I was going to pick him actually, Damien, but he had a really good match with Hiromu in the Super J Cup. So that kind of, I, I remember that match and I thought, oh, I can't pick him. I just can't watch him. I just can't, I uh, I don't, I just, I think he's, I
0: I don't know. I'm not one of these safety guys who's, you know, worried, you know, I, but to him, with him, I, I kind of am. Like, it's just like, accident whoa, whoa. waiting to happen. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's no reason for him to be out there. Um, and he's out there and he's, and he's, and he's doing that. Uh, third for me is, uh, once again, Master Watto. I just have no interest in the Master Watto. Um, I, I, I actively hate the gimmick. <laughs> um, it's just, it's such a disappointment just knowing and feeling what could have been. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was so off the mark, but I'm just not into Master Watto, man.
1: Well, those conclude our picks for the year-end awards. If you haven't done yours, again, please make sure you do vote. Uh, every vote counts. There's a lot of stuff I've just glanced on a knife edge there, so your vote could be the difference in swaying it uh, one way or the other. So, again, that's pinned to our Twitter page. And again, thank you to Comms Pete for all the hard work that he did putting that stuff together. Um, I want to do a few questions before we go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Got a little time for that.
1: Sure. Matty says, Rest of Kingdom Night 2 is a serious lack of star power with nothing booked for Okada or Tanahashi, nothing inked in for Naito, Ibushi or Hiromu. Has New Japan booked themselves into a corner or do you think they have an ace up their sleeve?
0: Well, I mean, half the stuff isn't booked because we don't know winners and, you know, we don't know where, what we're going to be looking at when it comes to the, especially the heavyweight title. Um, do they have stuff up their sleeve? Well, we talked about it for a little bit. Um... Look, I think they 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 know where they are in the sense of they have um they have they, they it's not like they don't have their finger on the pulse of the feedback um and some of the question marks that that remain. I don't I don't think they booked themselves into a corner but and i do think they have things up their sleeves look here's really what it is i think you i think this has the 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 groundwork and this has the feeling of underwhelming on paper but we'll be talking about this show these two shows for a long time like i have that feeling that even though it doesn't look as sexy maybe as uh, other wrestle kingdoms i think we'll i it it it, it it feels to me that we're going to be talking about these two shows for a long time. I think they're going to be really good because I think they know the the buzz about it and the feeling and the talk and the chitter-chatter. And I think people have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because of it. So I think this is going to be – I think these two shows are going to be great. I really do. I honestly do. Again, on paper, sometimes it's kind of hard to see. I think I really do think that they're going to pull it out, and whether that's a surprise, whether that's a uh, a shocking revelation, whether whether whatever that is, I think we'll be talking about it for a long time.
1: Sean says, if Jay wins night two, how do you guys feel about Suzuki putting him to sleep after the match and challenging him at New Year Dash or New Beginning Tour? Uh, Mark says, with Suzuki making a special appearance at night two last year, not having anything announced for the two nights this year, do you think they're going to do a big angle at Dash? They never replaced Archer. they are seemingly faces in the tag title match. Despier masking had the crowd behind him. Is there a face turn for the group coming? So We talked a bit about Suzuki earlier, but uh, what do you think about these ideas and Suzuki moving forward?
0: Eventually, Suzuki's going to pack it in. Right? I mean, he's in his 50s at this point, so you would think it would be sooner than later. Um, I mean, it's not a terrible idea. I know a lot of people are you, are you, you're, no, you're in the Yabushi camp winning, right?
1: Yes, uh, I think he's most likely to win. But, you know, we've gone into Wrestle Kingdoms previously thinking, well, surely this guy's going to win, and it hasn't happened. So, uh, like I said last week, I think the more interesting outcome is Naito retaining. But if I had to bet money on it, I would say Ibushi wins.
0: Okay. I don't think, of of all of them, I don't think Jay White wins it. So,
1: how's that?
0: I think it's between Naito Naito and Ibushi. So, I don't think Jay White's going to play a factor in it.
1: Yeah, I think he will get his crowning Wrestle Kingdom moment, but I suspect it will be as a baby face. But again, who knows when that's going to come? He's very young, still got time on this side. Uh, okay, uh, Bullet Club is Bullet Club, no faces. Chaos is fading as the number one. So do you see LIJ as the new number one faces, with Suzuki taking their place as the new neutral faction? Is it possible that Empire wins the Never Tag Belts on Night 2 on an attempt to say, uh, fuck Chaos, and LIJ during the New Beginning Tour as a way to put them over with you to against two established factions, I do think a, a faction reshuffle is coming. I think chaos are not long for this world. I think Lij are the number one face team. I don't know if I'd say uh, Suzuki Gun are true neutrals. I think they are flexible. They are healish. You know they cheat. They do healish stuff, but they're sort of lovable rogues at this point. A bit like Lij uh, used to be, I suppose. And I think the Empire are going to be the next uh, sort of dominant heel faction, but it heals that. Don't do run-ins, I hope. <laughs> I don't want two factions doing it. Let's just stick, stick with Bullet Club. But yeah, I think uh, Chaos could be in trouble going forward.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, of all the factions, Chaos looks like it's the one that um, is uh, easier to disband and, and shuffle around. Um, Bullet Club could be the, that cheating heel faction. Um, Empire being a heel faction, and again, hopefully not cheating, because yeah, the last thing we need is a double dose of that. Um and Suzuki Goon Again, I don't know I mean I hate factions to begin with, but I understand their their relevancy. I mean, would you have a problem if Suzuki
1: Goon just went bye bye? Suzuki, I love Suzuki. They've been great I, this year. They've been, I, they've right, been great. I, they've been bottom. great. But
0: I'm just saying, like, would you have a problem with it being disbanded? You, you would, you would, you would. Yes, a tear if they I would went. be really upset. They're my favorite faction. All right, listen, <laughs> don't get upset. They're not going anywhere. I'm just saying. This again. would you be upset if Lij broke up?
1: Not as much as I would be over like Suzuki Gun, but I, I don't think they will break up. I don't think they should break up. I think there's a, a good camaraderie between the five of them.
0: Okay. Somebody's, somebody's going to disband of it I chaos By chaos, yeah. Buy chaos oh.
1: get in the bin alright all right, all right. Awesome. All right. Uh, Teja says can you guys explain what you think of the forest Sower video Uh if you guys have seen it he made some good points but I think it's a stretch for him to say New Japan isn't good thanks Um look Forrest I, I, is a friend of mine I think he puts a lot of effort into the videos that he does and they're really well made very you know he's a genuine fan I think very sort of thoughtful heartfelt opinions so I don't think any of it is done uh, in bad faith I think this is all stuff from the heart so he means it and he works hard on it so I I respect that but uh, I disagree with a lot of the stuff he says Um, a lot of the things that he holds up as uh, flaws in New Japan are things that I personally don't think are flaws so of course coming out with a statement like New Japan isn't good anymore that's a, a deeply subjective statement that I'm not sure how valuable it is to say something like that because other people are going to have uh, their own metrics uh, about what is not isn't good. So, uh, yeah, I I mean, I disagree with the premise of the video. I I think there's definitely things that I think New Japan have have flaws. I think things that they could and should improve, but uh, I still... Love the product. I still enjoy watching it every week. I love the big shows. I, I love the majority of the matches. So, uh, to me, it's still uh, great. I, I love New Japan. Samuel asks Is having Tenzan in his corner now more a hindrance to Wato? And would having Way to the Grandmaster as an above named title to Hiraiko Wato deflect a portion of the dorkery aimed at him? So, uh, yeah, I do think that the, having Tenzan a sort of like the overprotective dad thing, I don't, I don't think it's helping, personally. Yeah.
0: It's it just makes him feel like a guy who needs help. Right and needs like everybody can see through it, right? That the legend needs to to give him the rub. Um look, I, I, I really feel like we can press pause on Master Watto and just just let's rethink this. You know, have him get hurt, right? Have him get injured. Have him, you know, somebody attack him and put him out and put him on the shelf just so we can get we can rinse our mouths of what we have right now and have him come back as something different. It's pro wrestling. You can do it. Trust me, it's okay. Um, that's that's what I would do right now.
1: Trish says, do you think they've held back on bigger matches for this year's show due to COVID uncertainty changing situation in Japan?
0: Hard to say. Um, I mean, logic would dictate that they would, right? In the sense of, you know why would they why would they give away the golden goose without getting paid for the golden goose um i made that up but, by the way um the i mean it, again that makes sense i just find it hard to believe that like nobody could predict what this year was nobody could have predicted that us sitting at new year fucking dash or the dome that we would be sitting here now on december 22nd wondering when anything comes back and really feeling like we're no better off. Right. We're going into 2021 and I don't know if I feel better off. We have a vaccine, but we still have shutdowns and lockdowns and people depressed and businesses being, you know, everything that I was in tears over in the beginning of this fucking year. Well, guess what? It's this it's this we're, we're right here again. Um, so I don't know if if they purposely held back. Um, I can't answer that. I, I, logic would think that they might be, but in, in another way, you don't know what's ahead of you, so why not just go for what you got? You know what I mean? Just just go for what you have already written down and, and, and move forward. Um, I know people try to convince me, and it's hard to do sometimes, that evil wasn't a reaction to 2020 i know people are you know that this was in the books already and i don't know i just find it maybe maybe i'm just a, maybe i'm just a dope but i just find 2020 to be so weird that why not give evil a
1: shot Sid says, "What direction should New Japan go after Wrestle Kingdom, regardless of who wins the cheap gold dash? Like who's going to be in new the Japan bin? The uh, main event, New Beginning, etc. So who will be the next in line for titles? So, Damon, if we're handing the book to you, how do you uh, book the heavyweight title scene? So who would come out of Wrestle Kingdom holding the gold, and how does it play out for the the first half of 2021?
0: You know who needs strong, decisive wins." Even even now, it's not Kota Ibushi. It's Naito. Naito needs to win both these matches, right? Because, like, like I, I need him to get some really fucking great moments in that dome. Aside from chasing and, you know, losing and chasing and finally winning. Like, I want him to be dominant. That's one thing I don't think Naito is, is a dominant champion. He always feels like he's one fucking banana peel away from losing these titles. Very vulnerable. Vulnerable is a great word for me to describe Naito and his championships. I want him to go in there and beat both those fucking guys. I want him to pin them and pin them definitively. I I want him to walk out of there with everyone looking at him and saying, okay, that's the fucking champion. That's, that's the top dog in the promotion. And then we work from there. Um, that's what I want to say in 2021 is the idea of Naito being a champion that is on the same level as others in this company. And I don't feel like that is the case. I feel like he is popular. I feel like people love him. I feel like he is a top dog. I don't feel like with that belt, you're, you're talking about him in the same breath as you would other people who have held that title.
1: So who, do you, who would you have as the guy to beat Naito? And how long would you leave it for? Because I want, the, the name that's popping into my mind is uh, Will Ospreay. But that's the name. But
0: let's, let's wait a while for that. You know what I mean? Let's, I want to have a problem with Will Ospreay winning G1. That's how deep I want this to go right? I want Naito to be listen, when we were talking about the greatness of New Japan pro wrestling, we were usually talking about Okada being a dominant champion and people chasing that that dominant champion, right? That was the that was the, the that was the the foundation for the greatness of New Japan pro wrestling. That's what I kind of want here. I want Naito to be to be revered, Maybe not he's not going to go on a fucking, you know, 17 win streak or anything like that. But I want him to beat some some guys, definitively, starting at the dome. I want Will Ospreay to win G1, and then I want Naito Will Ospreay at the dome. How's that?
1: I like it, and that's a that's a big match that we haven't had yet. Naito against Ospreay. So, I think It does feel like they're saving that for something. Um, okay, Louis says, what predictions came true this year that you guys made? I remember Damon saying in 2019 that Yoshi would get a belt in 2020. I can't remember any predictions that I made. Oh, God. This is one I of the beauties I of doing yesterday. this podcast, that we could make wild predictions. No one ever holds us accountable for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, why, would, why would we start doing that? That's terrible. Uh, I don't I, – I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't remember any of them. I, you'd have to go back and listen to last year's show around this time and – see how many I got right and see how many I got wrong um I don't know I mean it's been such a fucking crazy year I can't imagine me getting many of them right that's for sure
1: uh okay Nick says Yano pinned Okada in 2020 to win a title what's the craziest sentence we'll be able to say at the end of 2021 for New Japan so okay now let's make some crazy predictions come on uh, a wacky prediction for 2021 um all right
0: here's what I'll give you one I'm gonna give you you want wacky I'm gonna give you wacky Mm. New Japan Pro Wrestling ha- has the show at Madison Square Garden actually happens. And it sells out. How's that for wacky?
1: That is a very bold prediction.
0: Because <laughs> I,
1: I think I'm going 0 for 2 for that one. <laughs> I suppose I need to do one as well. Uh... Okay. Ugh. Come on. I'm, I'm thinking Forbidden Door, Damon. Ah, oh. come on, let's hear it. You think the door is open?
0: Somebody's just, just
1: for the spiciness of it, even if I don't believe it to be the case, <laughs> which I guess come is on. against the spirit of making the, these predictions. What are you trying to say? Is a check clears? Yep. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Wrestle King, check clear? Wrestle, <laughs> <laughs> wrestle, if, if certain reparations are made, then uh, uh-huh. Wrestle Kingdom 16 main event, IWGP heavyweight champion go ahead. Kota Ibushi go against AEW champion Kenneth Omega. There you go. Wow. There's, a, there's a spicy prediction. Woo! The check
0: cleared!
1: Woo! All right.
0: I I mean how what how do we, how else do we top that huh how else do we top that
1: I've probably annoyed so many people by throwing that out there <laughs> and that's that's what I'm going for that's that's what I do I just it's just low effort trolling now uh okay let's see one last question from booze uh, he says question for sports reporter damon why is the sixers new management trying to fuck around and find out did they learn nothing from earlier this month well um don't I, I don't uh,
0: so, I, I mean, I don't think you care either way, Joel, but um, there's, a, there's, a, there's some pretty talented basketball players out there that uh, are looking to leave their current home and possibly land in Philly, but it would wind up disrupting. A, it, 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 it's a star, but you're going to have to trade something of value to get the star. And the star is really, you know, never won a championship or anything like that, but it's a star um, who apparently likes strip clubs a lot um yeah i say I, they're not going to make that deal so if you're a sixers fan you don't have to worry about that they i don't think i don't think they get the uh james harden i don't think that's happening but uh, eh, i've been wrong before but I, I can't imagine that happening
1: all right well let's wrap it up for this week then so um make sure again you get to get in your votes for the year-end awards link to that is pinned to the Twitter page redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast perfect time of year if you want to give us some money as a Christmas present for all the wonderful podcasts we give to you Discord link is in the show notes if you want to join that at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super if you want to get one of our great t-shirts I'm wearing my Scampy Club t-shirt now and it's yeah. great it's comfortable it's high quality I love it so uh, definitely check out Cobra Kawaii that's with a K- Cobra with a K and two I's at the end of Kawaii massive thanks as always to Editor Dan you can find him on Twitter at Lousy Hero 219 and also throw a vote to Escape the Box for uh, Best UK Band I've retweeted yeah. that poll Dan has as well so if you want to show some love to Editor Dan that would be a great way to do it to so vote for Escape the Box for Best UK Band you can subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows and including our appearance on Wrestling Omakaze Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJcast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! It's the most wonderful time of the year.